Going, 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 and we are live for the third time today. Welcome to yet another live interview for Become a Fearless Father show. And today, or right now, <laughs> I got with me Matt Woodrow. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much, man. Just got through a little bit of a thunderstorm, but it passed. Glad that we're here and glad to... Glad to join you, man. Good, man. Good to hear. Good to hear. Look, man, before we dive into a little bit more of your background story and who is Matt, let's first start off with this, man. Because I love your um, the, the name that you've chosen, right? Wrestling with fatherhood. And I'm sure that many of a father already reached out to you. So I'm wondering, man, what are some of the biggest things that dads are wrestling with right now. Yeah. So there are so many dads out there that are wrestling with this idea of like, am I good enough? Am I worth it? Am I, you know, valuable to my wife? Am I valuable to my kids? And, you know, as men, we need to understand that we have this insane value that we bring to like, not only our marriage, but also to our children. Right. And so, you know, whether you have sons or daughters, uh, that everything that we say and everything that we do absolutely completely matters. You know, it's, it's funny. We are, uh, I used to do prison ministry. And so I was in prisons. I was in three different men's prisons and a woman's prison. And I got a chance to talk to you, you know, those men and women about the profound effects that their dad had on their life or didn't have in the results because of it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's deep, man. I appreciate that. Let me start off before we dive into a little bit more. Let me put this real quick in the comment section because this is important for me. All right. So before we get to the end where I always go, like, I'll get people in contact with you. I put in the comment section right away, uh, match group, wrestling with fatherhood, right? So everybody, all of my followers, all of anybody's followers that are tuning in now or if this is a replay, which is fine too, Click on the link that I put in the comment section and give this guy some, show him some love and put a like on his uh, his page. It's important that we support each other. And let's start off with that. All right. That said, Matt Rudra, man, what's your background story? <laughs> oh, man. How long is your show? <laughs> oh, we got an so, hour, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man. Like, so I, I've, I've got an interesting story. So kind of the 30,000 foot view uh, is that I was brought up in a home. Uh, so I was adopted when I was four years old. I was adopted because I had been through abuse, neglect, kind of anything you can put under that umbrella kind of happened to me. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, just an example is that my first word was Scooby-Doo. Uh, so that kind of gives you an idea of the neglect. And then, you know, again, the abuse and, and anything that you can put under that umbrella happened to my sister and I. Mm -hmm. And so we were both adopted when I was four. And so, yeah, great hat, you know, great home. You know, we were told, Hey, this is our forever mom. This is our forever dad. Uh, and my dad was in a mechanic business. He was a, you know, a tractor trailer, uh, mechanic. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, decided to, to stop coming home. And, and my mom and dad ended up getting a divorce when I was seven years old. And we moved in with my grandparents. Uh, my grandpa became my grandpa, my best friend, and my dad uh, for a couple years of my life. Uh, my mom remarried, married my stepdad. Great, great, great guy. He was a great Christian man, uh, elder in my home church. But we never had that father-son relationship while I was growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and that happened when I was about 12. Uh, so fast forward a little bit. My dad ended up actually taking his own life when I was about 16 or 17. Oh. And we went to his calling hours, right? And hardest thing I've ever had to do mentally and, and emotionally. And I remember walking in there and man, like, you know, am I going to walk in and, and just break down and cry or am I going to be mad? Am, am I going to hit him? You know, so I, I really had no idea what to expect or, or how I was going to react when I saw him laying there. And I just, I, I broke down in tears. And it was that moment that I promised that my kids would have the one thing I never had. And that was a dad. I, complete dad growing up and a dad who was fully there, fully present. Uh, I went to college and ended up failing out and, you know, didn't think I was any good. Didn't, you know, see my own value, didn't see my own 
uh, you know, gifts and wisdom and stuff. And, you know, I ended up meeting my, uh, my now wife and very first day, you know, she is in her bachelor's program. She's about to graduate you know, straight A student. And here I am somebody who failed out of school. And, and I told her, I said, you know, you don't want to get mixed up with somebody like me. Uh, I'm a complete failure. And all I'm going to do is drag you down. And she turned around to me and she said, Matt, anyone who talks to you for five minutes can tell that you're intelligent and that you're smart and that you're passionate. Stop letting the past define who you are. And that was so powerful to me. It was a momentum shift. I went and ended up getting my associate's degree in psychology, went and got my bachelor's degree in counseling. And, you know, now I'm a life coach and a, you know, a public speaker. And uh, when I was going for my bachelor's, I had to, again, that chance to go and, and do prison ministry. And, you know, that just kind of grabbed hold of me. I'm like, man, what if I took this passion for fathers and helping them to understand their value? And I took it to the next level. And so I went and, and investigated being a life coach, public speaker. And that's what I get a chance to do now is I get a chance to get on, you know, awesome podcasts like yours and, and talk to people, talk to men about telling them, hey, you are valuable. Your family needs you. Your wife needs you. Your children need you. And everything that you say, everything that you do absolutely matters in your children's lives. Man, great. I appreciate you sharing your background story. Um, it's not always easy to share all of the background story, right? Also the bad things that happen. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, in regards to that, man, because I can assume that as a four-year-old and later on in life, you have to deal with some fears, right? Oh, definitely. What's your definition now of fear? What does it mean to you? I think to me, fear is the thing that holds you back, right? So I was so fearful, you know, before I had kids that I was going to end up like my dad and, you know, that I was going to end up leaving and, and I would let my temper get a, the best of me in, in different things. And so I was so scared when my wife told me she was pregnant with our first and so to me fear is that thing that holds you back you know we have the opportunity that when we go through events when we go through trials and stuff that we can leave, we can either allow these events to hold us back or to propel us forward mm -hmm. so i faced my fear and i said hey you know what i'm gonna give still i'm gonna give my kids the best dad that i can possibly give i promised and told them each you know the first time i met them that hey i'm your dad and i will never leave as much you know as, as long as it's within my power you know i will never leave you will always have the one thing i never had and i think that that's overcoming fear is when you instead of looking at the fear you look at the possibilities you look at the potential uh, I was so scared about becoming a dad that it clouded my judgment and it clouded who I was. It clouded how much I looked at myself as valuable. And so instead I looked fear right in the face and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go out and instead of focusing on myself, I'm going to focus on others and help mm -hmm. build other men up. And I'm going to interview them for my podcast and, and in interviewing them for my podcast, I'm going to learn what it means to become a great dad. And I'm going to give my kids the best possible dad that anybody could ever give them. Nice, man. That's awesome. Um, just so people understand, three daughters? Is that correct? Yep. I have three daughters, uh, ages six, four, and 10 months. Six, four, and 10 months. Nice. Full house. <laughs> it's it's fun. It keeps it interesting. I bet. I bet. And how long have you been married for? I've been married for about 11 and a half years. Wow. Nice. What's your secret? <laughs> uh, my secret is, you know, I, I guess I try to keep things uh, fresh, uh, you know, in every sense of the word. You know, we have moved. Uh, we've been together for about 11 years and we've moved 10 different times. Uh, we've been in different locations. We've been far away from our parents. We've been, you know, pretty much right next door to, to her parents. And so, you know, I think keeping it fresh, keeping it new, keeping it interesting is one of the best things I think that we have found that works for us. Nice. How is that like living so close to your parents and your, your in-laws? <laughs> I, it, it was interesting. You know, it, it was fun. You know, there's, there's some positives and, and there's some negatives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, my in-laws are, are, are great grandparents. They're the phenomenal parents. Uh, but I think as 
men and as parents, we have this idea in our head that, you know, nobody is going to be good enough for our little girl. And of course, when you have that attitude, it can be, it can put some of that friction between, you know, the husband and the in-laws. And uh, so, you know, it, it was great for our kids to, to spend some time with them. Uh, it was great for my wife to, to spend some time with her parents. Uh, and so it was, it was very beneficial uh, for them. I hear you. It's a mean question, man. We're filming this, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything bad. <laughs> I know how it is. Let me let me rephrase that in a different thing, man. What I've noticed is with my parents, with um, her her mother who passed away several months, um, they are so incredibly amazing with them, but at the same time, they're so incredibly overprotective that it freaks me out. And it's like, dude, let them just be kids, right? Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily have to be your in-laws or your parents. Just in general, man, how do you deal with others telling either you or your kids how to do certain things? I think at that point you have to come and and you have to understand that marriage is a, a team effort it's a team sport, right? So if you watch sports, if you watch basketball, if you watch baseball, if you watch uh, soccer, right? Everybody has their different positions and, and different things that they do. Uh, for us, you know, my, my wife and I uh, realized a long time ago that we were the team. Like if I have questions, if I have uh, things that I want to, to get done, then I need to have her support and I need to have her behind me. And she feels yeah. exactly the same way. And so understanding that we are a team and we get to make the decisions on who comes in and dictates, you know, different decisions, whether it's her parents or, or siblings and, you know, other people who are trying to say, Hey, like, this is how you raise your, your children. You know, when we talk and, and uh, when we, when we communicate together, we can, you know, bring that suggestion up to our spouse and say, like my wife's name is Jocelyn. And I can say, Hey, Jocelyn, you know, uh, your mom said this, like, what are your thoughts about this? You know, why is it good? Why is it bad? Why is it, uh, you know, why is it, why was it good for her, but maybe not good for us. And I think being able to sit down and have that conversation and understanding that marriage is a hundred percent on both parties. Right. So, you know, that it is my job, my responsibility, my awesome responsibility in this marriage to give 100% of myself to my wife uh, and to my kids. Mm -hmm. And then she does the exact same thing. And when we understand that, when we understand that we're on the same side, uh, you know, we can take the, you know, the advice from other people with a grain of salt. We can understand, we can still love and respect them and understand that they're trying to just, they're just trying to look out for us. And, you know, we're, you know, newer parents in the, in one sense of the word and, and, uh, you know, kids are fun and they're constantly changing. So. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, you're a lot different from, uh, for me. No, I was told them to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it's my house. Shut up. You know, like, it, it, it. <laughs> I, 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 I've thought about it a couple of times. I won't right, mention right, it here, right. but. <laughs> No, but your approach works better, man. And I'm not always saying that, but for some things, I'm just like, look, man, you know, like it. <laughs> in our heads, yeah, this is my yeah. house. Just, just get out. Hi. Yeah, my kids love to, like, you know, in the playgrounds, you have all these things where they can climb up on and stuff like that. And especially the older one, who's five, he loves to climb up, like, as high as he can get. And my mom is afraid of heights. So she just automatically goes, like, you know, tell them to be careful. I'm no, sorry, mom. I'm not going to tell him to be careful because if I tell him to be careful, he's going to be afraid of heights as well. And that's exactly why I now am afraid of heights or have that feeling no longer because I all of a sudden realized it is not my, it is not me who's afraid. It was you projecting your fear on me unconsciously or consciously. Right. And I don't want that for my kids. Right. Yeah. I understand that. So I took my kids to the playground the other day and I actually did a uh, mini uh, Facebook live. I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it or not, but my six year old daughter was standing at the monkey bars. Right. And so as kids, you know, we all know what monkey bars are. We know how fun they can be, but she was so scared that she was going to fall. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, her name is Layla. And I said, okay, Layla, climb up the first step, 
okay, I want you to jump off. And she goes, oh, what? And I said, I want you to jump off. And she goes, but I might hurt myself. And I said, do you trust me? And she goes, yeah, I trust you. So she jumped off. So I, okay, go ahead and go to the second step. Okay, I want you to jump off. You know, they're, they don't have a lot of fear when it comes to jumping off things, but they hate understanding that they might fall. Mm-hmm. And so I took her up to the third step. And I said, okay, sweetheart, I want you to jump off. I'm right here uh, if, if something happens or you, or you do happen to get hurt. And the step was higher up than where she would be hanging from the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. And so she jumped off. I had her do that a couple of different times. I said, see, sweetheart, like there's nothing to fear. So many times we allow fear to get inside of our heads and to stop us from meeting our full potential. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was telling her, I said, you know, if, if you go across, you're going to have accomplished and beat your fear, which is going to allow you to push past your boundaries anytime you want. Anytime you have fear, you're scared or you're afraid, you're going to be able to push past them because you did it here on the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, at, at six years old, that, that's kind of deep and, and stuff like that. So I said, OK, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the first rung. I want you to swing there and then come back. And, and so she did that. And, and I said, OK, do the next one. Mm-hmm. And she stopped. She couldn't do it. And she allowed fear to, uh, to completely hold her back. And, you know, there, there are so many different people, you know, especially parents, especially as men. You know, we allow this fear to get inside of our heads you know, we're not good enough. We can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's somebody who's doing it better. There's somebody who's doing it uh, and they're doing it right. And we're doing it wrong. Their kids are better behaved than what ours are. And, you know, we allow that fear kind of what you said with, uh, with heights. Uh, we allow that fear to stop us from, you know, meeting that potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That That's a powerful lesson. I especially like the way that you mentioned that you, how you did that is like you, helped her build confidence in steps instead of what a lot of dads do as well. It's like, well, oh, look, yours are girls, so maybe it's a little different, but mine are boys. It's like, look, man, stop being a little baby and you do it already, right? Then you fall, you fall, you hurt yourself, you hurt yourself, man. Men don't cry, get up and go, right? So um, still, I think girl or boy, it's all the same, right, especially at that age. So it's just important to build up their confidence just the way you did. So that's a great example. Just go step by step and let them feel and let them, you know, hey, wait, I, I got up the first one. I jumped off. Nothing happened. Oh, this actually was kind of fun. Right. And then the second one. And then the fear comes a little bit in. But, you know, hey, she trusts you. She tries it again. Oh, wait, I can do this. Right. And then step by step. And before you know it, she maybe not today. Right. Yeah. Maybe not the same day, but maybe tomorrow. So you're like doing something with one of the other daughters right and you look behind you and all of a sudden she's going and you're like what did that happen right so and that's all that yep. base, the base that you the foundation that you built for doing those like really simple small setups so that's great yeah. man i love it so you just mentioned like you um you shared going live and you know while your kids and then that's what one of the things that you do right for your podcasting um what's how is that strategy coming in for you in regards to um, wrestling with fatherhood? Yeah, so the lives that I've been doing have been focusing more on the the business side of things and trying to encourage and motivate people. And I think that that you know that's building confidence. You know, I love you know what you were just saying there about the the confidence and stuff. Yeah, so often we take a look at an obstacle and we see, you know, Mount Everest, right? So we're standing at the base and we see it and we're getting sitting here and holy cow, there's no way on earth I can climb that huge mountain. But the way to climb that, the way to climb any obstacle is is building on that confidence. And you do that by taking one small step at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too often we see Mount Everest and we're like, oh man, there's no way on earth I can take one leap and hit the top. No, you can't do that. Nobody can, you know, none of us are God. Uh, but instead it like, if we would understand this principle of taking one small step at a time, you know, right. And so if you're on one side of the room, you know, and, and you can try this while you're listening to this, uh, you know, get on one side of the room, take baby steps, take very, very small steps. And lo and behold, before you know it, you're going to be on the other side of the room. And that's not because, you know, you worried or you allowed fear to, to overcome, but instead you took baby steps at your fear in order to climb that, you know, tall and, and huge mountain. And so, you know, the Facebook lives is something that I have been 
kind of concerned over, you know, as far as my own business, uh, right? So I have a podcast, uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later, but most of my podcasts so far have been interviews. And so I bounce really well, usually off of another person, but I don't have a lot of experience just talking by myself. Mm. And so the Facebook lives was a great way to start gaining confidence to understand how long I can go, how long winded I can be. Uh, to make sure I stay on topic and, and stuff like that. So they were great at as far as building confidence and making sure that I stay on topic, making sure that I deliver that valuable information. Nice, man. I like that. Now you go live and then it's also like you're there with your kids, right? And showing that um sharing them your like you're incorporating pretty much your business with being a dad, etc. Um, I actually had a live interview, as you know, a couple of hours earlier when we were talking about that as well. That so many dadpreneurs they separate everything, right? So this is my entrepreneurship, and this is well, whatever is left over being yeah. a dad, being a dad, right? So I'm just wondering. For you, man, what, what does it mean to be a dadpreneur? Or what does the word dadpreneur mean to you? Man, that means so many different things. You know, that is, you know, being a dadpreneur, that is that is my life, right? So, uh, you know, just the way I line up my priorities, you know, uh, you know, God's first, my wife is second, my wife comes above my kids, and then it's my kids. Uh, and after that is my business and, you know, making an impact and different things like that. But if I can combine the two, if I can do Facebook lives and I can allow my daughters to jump on, you know, not only does that combine the, you know, the idea of business and my kids and spending quality time with them. I mentioned earlier, you know, everything that we say, everything that we do completely matters to our children. At the same time, everything we don't say and everything we don't do absolutely matters in our children's lives. And so, you know, just an example, you know, I told my kids that I was coming in here and doing my, a podcast. And I, I, you know, I asked them not to interrupt. At the same time, the door is open. If they came in, you know, they would probably wave and say hi to you. And that mm. is combining, you know, the whole business thing with kids. Um, there's a, a, a verse uh, that says, you know, what, what good is it if a man gains the entire world and loses his own soul? And the way I've kind of interpreted that and molded that is, you know, what good is it if I grow this massive audience? I've got millions of people following me. I'm making, you know, <laughs> Buku's amount of money, right? And in that whole journey, I lose this idea of being a great husband and I lose this idea of great being a great dad. Um, you know, it's, it's it's meaningless. You know, what good is it if, if somebody has all these things, money, houses and stuff like that, and they can't even mm -hmm. spend you know, that quality time with their kids. And, you know, I, I think that one of the biggest, most important parts of that is to, you know, get to know your kids, understanding your kids, understanding, you know, their love languages, understanding your wife's love language, understand personality types, you know, a little bit, you don't have to be an expert, but, you know, and then when you know that stuff, you can invite your kids along. So my uh, six-year-old is, is very logical. Uh, and so if I'm doing some sort of video editing or, or something like that, watching a video, I can ask her, I can say, Hey, do you think this lines up with this? What do you think? And that allows those creative juices. It gets her involved in, in what I'm doing at the same time, my four-year-old is, is very creative. And so if I can sit her down and say, Hey, what do you think of this? Or, or, you know, help me design something, uh, you know, it's allowing our kids to completely immerse themselves in who we are that also builds up that confidence that builds up that, you know, the self-esteem, it builds up who they are and their character. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I always tell people I, when I started this, right. So almost 70 episode or 70 live interviews ago, um, I always try to make sure that I organized or set up my life. So the kids were never at home and then I was like, man, that's ridiculous. So then I think like after 10 episodes, I started saying, hey, look, sorry in advance. It might happen that my kids come in. And then after like 25, 30 episodes, I was like, dude, man, my kids might come in. I'm not even going to apologize. I don't care. I'm. It's become a fearless father. 
And so my kids are going to come in <laughs> and they're going to come say hi. And I'm going to talk to you in Spanish. You're not going to understand. <laughs> you. And, you know, they're going to interrupt the interview and I'm fine with it because that's who I am. I'm a dadpreneur, dad first, entrepreneur second. Simple as that. And actually, it's silly because why would I apologize to another father, right? Because I'm mostly interviewed dadpreneurs. You meant... Last time somebody was having an interview with me and his kids came in. <laughs> because that's what it's all about. It's like, look, we are dads first, so why not? Actually, I might just think one day I'm going to set up an interview and have all the kids there. <laughs> right? And, yeah. Man, I'll never forget the day that I was on an interview. and uh, Or no, I was about to interview somebody. And I said, hey, like my, my youngest needs fed you know, we can, can we jump on here in 15, 20 minutes? And, you know, I jumped on and I said, uh, sorry that we had to postpone. Um, and they're like, Oh, it, it, it's all good. And I said something like, um, you know, I want, I want to make sure I respect your time and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they said something about the, uh, are you going to apologize for your kids? And I said, no, my kids will always come, uh, you know, my, my kids will always come third. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids will always come before this podcast. My kids will always come before anything I'm doing with business. My kids will always come before mm -hmm. this, this, and this. And they said, Matt, man, I love that because when we get to the point where we're apologizing for our kids, when we, when we have to apologize because they're interrupting and, and stuff like that, we're putting mm -hmm. whatever it is we're doing in front of our kids. Mm -hmm. And that speaks to our kids that speaks and tells them, Hey, you know what? Daddy thinks his podcast is more important than me. Mm -hmm. You know, when our kids start thinking, you know, boys or girls, if, Hey, if, if that's more important than me, then you know, that devalues who I am. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, you know, sons and daughters both look to their dads to see and find out where their value is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, makes me also think about, you know, you're you're having a conversation with other people, your child's there, and they start interrupting you. You know, most parents look at them and say, "Can't you see daddy's in a conversation?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, daddy's in a conversation, but you know, your kid's four, three, five, six years old, man. They don't. They just want to ask you something. That's it, right? Last time he burped, it was hilarious, man. He burped. <laughs> He's five. He he sounded like a grown up. It was that loud, right? Yep. And I looked at him for a second thinking, ooh, what are all the other parents going to think of me, right? And I wanted to say something to him, and I'm actually like, man, I don't care. It's funny as hell. And he's just standing looking at me like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> you are one uh, funny. Man. Yeah, man, I, I completely understand. You know, so many times our kids that, you know, they'll come up to us and they'll have a question, and it'll seem to sound like a silly or a small question to us. Those questions, you know, does my dad pay attention to me mean absolutely, you know, they mean the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so when, you know, one of my daughters will come up to me and they'll say, hey, you know, can I ask you a question? You know, a lot of times I'll, I'll be like, hey, yeah, like, wait one minute, you know, stay there, wait, give me one minute. And then, you know, as soon as I'm, you know, when I go and, and, and start talking to them, I'm like, hey, yeah, I just want you to know whatever you have to say is important. Your, impor your question is important. And that's how you learn. So thank you for coming to me with your question. Mm. And, you know, especially while they're young like this, I want them to know that they, the love of knowledge, no matter how small or how big the question is, is so vitally important, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the world that we live in today. And, you know, one of my daughters could be the first female president of the United States, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, you know, whatever their dreams are, whatever the questions are, you know, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of that journey. Mm, nice man yeah i like that i like the way you think <laughs> there you go see me as a non-american i would think like who would want to be the president of america but hey <laughs> no, i'm playing i'm playing <laughs> well i i think we're we're both we can both be you know thankful uh that we're not fearful we're, we're thankful that this isn't a politics uh, episodes <laughs> uh, that, that could get kind of messy talking about the politics of America. That, that's yeah, all I want to say about that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, see, the one thing that I like is that they always all 
show there. You know, they keep their kids close. Like the, the last presents that I've seen, they keep their kids close. And that's important, right? Because in the end, they're also fathers. And yeah. they show that to the to the world as well. And that's a big example for all fathers out there that I don't have that opportunity because let's be real, right? There's mothers also that and, and end up deciding, hey, look, uh, we're splitting up and you and I again see any of the kids. And yeah. those fathers that split themselves and not show up where they want to be. So I think it's great, man. So since we're talking about, you know, um, building up that confidence within our kids, building up that relationship, making sure that they know, you know, hey, we're here for you if you have any questions, right, which is very important. That helps with their confidence as well and with that trust in you. What about building experiences with your kids? Man, that's such a good question. So one of the things that my wife and I try to do is is we try to give our kids different experiences, you know, every weekend or every other weekend where we might go and, and we do something called geocaching. So a geocaching is kind of a, a national uh, a scavenger hunt might be a good way to describe it. So you're looking for different objects. And, and when you're looking for these different objects, they have, you know, earth caches, which are, you know, you can look at different rock formations and see how they were made and, and different things like that. And so, you know, doing those different you know, experiences can teach your kids, hey, you know what, my my mom, my dad, they want to spend time with me. They want to you bring me along on their trips. They want to make sure that they see that we're valuable. They want to, you know, they cherish our self-esteem with they, you know, and and they they constantly they they constantly and they always love me. And mm. so, you know, do doing stuff like geocaching. Uh, you know, my wife and I take our kids to we try to take our kids to the park, you know, every week or every other week and let them play and, and mommy and daddy will play basketball. Like I know it's, I, I'm not exactly, you know, a basketball built kind of guy, but you know, we still have a lot of fun and, uh, and enjoy it. And when our kids see those experiences and they experience that and they go on road trips with us, they see, you know, when we go on trips or whatever, like uh, a year ago, I went to the grand Canyon. I had the chance to go and, and see that, which was, uh, completely awesome. Uh, you know, I went and, and had a chance to t bring my pictures back and show my kids and show where we walked and, mm -hmm. and the different things. And I think, uh, you know, involving our kids in those experiences and immersing them in mm -hmm. those things uh, will, you know, build the confidence. It will share, you know, what's, what all is out there, you know, as, as kids, like, I, you know, I didn't know there was anything outside of the state that I was in, let alone the United States and other countries. Mm -hmm. And here we are, we're talking and, and, and I'm in the, in the United States and, you know, you're overseas and we're, we're, you know, we're sitting here and having a conversation, which I never would have dreamed of, you know, when I was a kid, but when mm -hmm. our kids understand that and they get a chance to talk to people and see other cultures to talk to people who are from other cultures, to, to understand that there's people who speak different languages, that's going to help them to, to understand what's outside of, you know, their little box, you know, called home. And it, it, like, it's absolutely fascinating to, to watch them build that confidence and to share in, in those experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as you saw guys, I just shared the, the link for geocaching.com. Um, especially for myself, actually, to be honest, because you're not the first one. You're actually the second one to mention this. And the first time I was like, man, that sounds amazing. I'm sure they're only going to have that in the U.S. So I didn't check it out. And now I checked it out and they actually have 5,711 spots within Madrid. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's all over the world. I learned about it about a year, year and a half ago, my wife had started listening to the podcast. They have a podcast and oh, wow. and they start, she's had started listening to it and they have, what's awesome about it is, and it goes in uh, intervals of 0.5. So 0.5, 1, 1.52, uh, all the way up to five in difficulty. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might be looking for a, you know, a decent size box, like a box box, or you might be looking for like a little, uh, a film canister that has, you know, something that you have to sign. And then they also have that same exact scale for the amount of difficulty. So it might be on, you know, it might be in a parking lot on a, you know, a light pool or something like that. Or uh, I guess if you go all the way up to five, you need actual added special equipment to do it. Like there's, 
Uh, I guess the most difficult one to uh, get to, or one of the most difficult ones, because I don't know where they all are, <laughs> is uh, there's there's one, there is a geocache, I guess, on the International Space Station. And of wow. course, like you would need some <laughs> need some special equipment to get there and and, and stuff. So yeah, it's it, it's crazy. We've seen some awesome things. Uh, we've gone to new towns and seen uh, back roads, covered bridges, uh, rock formations, like I had mentioned. Uh, and it, yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun to bring the family on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta do it. <laughs> it's not very interesting, especially this summer, man. The kids are going to be home for three months. So <laughs> there you go. Gonna be me and the boys. So that sounds great, man. I really appreciate that. I think experiences after after I got Armando Cruz on my on my show, I started really making it click more in my head. And I'm like, man, I gotta do more in regards to experiences. So now it's one of the things that I love to ask other fathers. It's like, okay, so what are you doing to create experiences? And this geocaching, for example, is a great experience. So props, man. Well done. Um look, man, one of the things that I see. Maybe controversy is the, weird, the, the wrong word, but um, some that say, yes, it's the most important thing. Other that say, no, nah, absolutely not. But we're talking about health, right? And one of the things that I really admire about you is that you're so open in sharing on Facebook your journey. You know, somebody told you like, hey, look, man, or asked you like, you know, do you think it's time to, to work a little bit more on your health? And then you just sharing it openly, which, you know, props. Um, what has that done for you? What has that changed? And what does health mean to you? What is your, and what's your goal? Yeah. So, you know, my, my goal with my health is, is to be healthier. It's, it's, you know, yeah, I want to get down to a certain weight. I want to, uh, you know, do these things, but I want to be healthier. And I think the, you know, the biggest question there is, is why? And that is so that I can be around long enough to fulfill my promise. You know, my dad left, uh, when I was four. So the same age that, or my dad left when I was seven, uh, and you know, ended up taking his own life when he, I was, I, I believe I was 17. There's a whole, a whole bunch of different things that go into that. He was, he was a Vietnam vet and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, when I look at that, you know, I, I, I am in my kids life for lives right now. I, I'm, I'm very, you know, involved down on the floor, playing with all three of my girls, making faces at them, making them laugh and, and diff doing different things. Um, but how much of that is, like, like, what is it worth to me to make sure that I am here in their lives longer than my what my dad was here on this earth, if that mm -hmm. makes sense? So mm -hmm. uh, I like uh, there's there's a gentleman that I know. His name's Alan Thomas. And, and I got the idea from him, the extre uh, extreme accountability challenge. You push your weight every single day. I don't tell you what to eat. I don't tell you how to eat. I don't tell you how much to exercise and stuff like that. And he asked me this this really important question. Or, or he mentioned rather that he didn't, he's, I want to say he's 55 or 60 years old and he did not want to be known as his wife's first husband. You know, his wife is, is you know, young. She's, she's beautiful. And, and he's like, I, I didn't want to be known as her first husband. I didn't want to be known as the, the, the checklist on her, you know, stair step to the top or whatever. But instead, I wanted to be known as somebody as that driving force that improved my family, my own health, my kids' lives, and, and stuff like that. So, to, to kind of go back to your question, when my dad took his own life, I made a promise and I, that I would be the best dad possible. I can't be the best dad possible if I can't keep up with my four-year-old. I can't be the best dad possible if my seven-year-old is running or she wants to play kickball or she wants to play some basketball and I'm on the court for three seconds and I get winded and I have to sit down because uh, I'm overweight. And so to me, health means uh, you know, being able to to keep up with my kids, to being able to be an involved dad. I don't want to be on the sidelines, uh, you know, just cheering them on. I want to be in the game, helping them out and it is showing them that, you know, anything is possible. You know, we were talking about goals and dreams a little bit ago and, you know, weight, weight's been a struggle for me for 
you know, the last 10 years, I, in the last 10 years, I haven't been below a certain weight point. Um, I am now, I think two pounds away from that weight point. If I get below that, I will be the lightest that I have been in over a decade. One of the important things, one of the reasons why like this health journey has been so awesome is because as they see me struggle and as they see me succeed, if they see me fall, this is going to help build their confidence. Hey, you know what? My dad didn't give up when it got hard. That means that when things get hard for me, when people laugh at me, when people tell me I'm a girl, so I don't measure up when people tell me, you know, whenever they, they, they start hearing things about, you know, they can't do stuff. They're not smart enough. They can look at my journey right now and say, Hey, you know what? My dad did it. My dad pushed through my dad persevered. My dad didn't stop. My dad, you know, he was able to take the small steps in order to achieve his goals and his dreams. And that's going to help, you know, all three of my girls, you know, one of them, two of them are old enough now that they will probably remember, you know, me going through this journey. And so when things get tough for them, they're going to be able to look back and go, okay, you know what? My dad did it. So can I, mm-hmm. and you know, that that's kind of, you know, it's a confidence boost, you know, not only that, but as a you know public speaker, as a podcaster, as a, you know, as a life coach, I want people and clients to look at me and say, Hey, you know what? If he did it, then I can do it. If he thinks he, if he thinks and he knows through his, through his story and stuff like that, that he's valuable enough to take care of himself and stuff like that, then how much more can I go forth and take those steps to make sure that I'm around for my kids? So, I mean, there's, there's so many different angles that we can kind of take that from. And, you know, it's building my confidence. It's showing, Hey, you know what? I can do this. I, you know, through accountability, I can, I can lose the weight. I can get healthier. I can keep up, you know, in the past week, I've lost about 10 pounds. And so that tells me, Hey, you know what? I can do it. I can keep on doing it. I can build a business. I can, you know, I have enough of a story that I can tell other dads that they're worth it, that they're valuable, that they're treasured, uh, that they have a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And again, and doing all of this and, and the health journey and stuff like that, that's going to show other men that they are worth it, that their kids need them. And it's just another part of, of, you know, again, my marriage, my, you know, being a dad, being a, you know, being a business person, uh, and, and showing people that they can do it, that they can achieve whatever goal that they put in front of themselves. Mm-hmm. That's powerful stuff, man. I like the way also that you know, you're not just focused on, okay, this, I'm doing this for this. It's like, no, 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 I'm doing this for this, and I'm doing it for that, and I'm doing it for that, and I'm doing it for that. That makes it so much powerful and more, um, I'm not going to say easy, because it's not easy, but, you know, if one fails because you kind of forget, or, you know, you're like, ah, it's okay, then you always got, you know, Hey man, I'm doing this also for my daughter, not just for myself, but I'm also doing it for my daughters for, you know, so I can stay along around long time. So they get the right message with them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's very powerful, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and again, man, you're doing great. Like, you know, I watch those messages every single time and I'm rooting for you. Like, thanks, man. It's crazy. I actually had somebody send me a, a private message and they're like, man, like you're, in, you're encouraging me to take the, you know, the next step on my journey. And, you know, to, to me, that's powerful that <laughs> we talked about uh kid showing up. <laughs> that is my four year old, uh, you know, and, and it's powerful because, you know, as other men see this and like, I've had a lot of different comments, Hey, like I, you know, I need to start doing this and, you know, I'm worth it and stuff like that. I had somebody send me a private message and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not at the point where I need to put my scales online, but I'll send them to you. That way you can hold me accountable. And, you know, to date, (laughs) uh, to date, he has, you know, he has sent me his scales and he's, he is, he can hear you. Um, yeah, to date, uh, you know, he has sent me, Beautiful. You know, I can't hear you. Matt, I can't hear you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, the camera go okay. Can't hear you. 
Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> Beauty of technology, right? Um, so yeah, he has, uh, you know, been sending me his scales and sharing his struggles with me and I've been able to encourage him. And so like this journey is having a ripple effect and an impact on men, you know, all over the world to you know, maybe it's not weight loss. Maybe somebody doesn't need to worry about, uh, losing weight and, and stuff like that but maybe somebody needs that encouragement and that push uh to you know start up a business to start up a podcast to start blogging about their journey and stuff like that and so watching Thomas the train. Oh. um and so like you never know how much of an impact you're going to have by just sharing your own uh, struggles <laughs> and uh, sharing your own achievements. Yeah, yeah, it's so important. So what's your name, little princess? Krista. Krista? Yeah. And how old are you? How old are you? How many oh, is that? How much is that? I don't know. Yeah, you, you don't know? One. Okay, one. Two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, four years old. Wow. You're a young lady already. And how is daddy? Is he good daddy? Yeah, but I'm almost this many. Ah, you're almost that many. Of course you are. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Talk to you later, okay? Okay. Go ahead and watch TV. But yeah, see, I told you we we'd probably have a visit from one of my girls and yeah, yeah, exactly. You beat me. <laughs> My boys are eating dinner, so they're not moving. At least not until they finished. Uh, that, that was great. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and let me ask you something else, man, because one of the things like you, one of the things that I, I like all of this as well is you're sharing your challenge, right? You mentioned like beforehand, like, yeah, it's going really well, but the weekend's coming up. It's going to be difficult. So it's not just all like, hey, look at me. I'm losing weight every single time over and over and over again, right? So I'm just wondering, man, what um, in regards to work and life, what, what's one of the, um, the biggest or bigger challenges that you're facing at the moment? Uh, big challenges. Uh, I would have to say uh, probably – uh, probably staying organized um, is probably one of my biggest, uh, you know, as my wife is a, a speech language pathologist and we just started this traveling thing. So we're, uh, we're currently living in, in Kentucky and, and stuff. And, and the, 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 the weekend that you're talking about is this last weekend where we went home um, and, and spent the weekend with, uh, with, with her parents. And, you know, I knew that it wouldn't be, wouldn't be easy. Uh, you know, her parents, uh, you know, they, t they tend to eat out a little bit more than what we do. They tend to, uh, they're not a huge fan of vegetables and, and stuff like that. And so I knew that, uh, in order for me to, to keep pushing forward to, uh, to achieve my goal that I would have to, you know, face my fear. Right. So I would have to, you know, I would have to take control of the situation uh, as far as other challenges and other things that I have going on, um, I think one of my biggest challenges uh, right now, you know, uh, other than my weight stuff, is probably, um, you know, pushing forward in my business. Uh, you know, I, I'm a uh, stay-at-home dad, and so there, there's so many different things that I need to do throughout the day and, and, you know, hanging out with my kids, playing with my kids, you know, going through school, going through, you know, some other different things. And so it can be difficult to you know, say, hey, okay, you know, daddy needs to go and he needs to record a podcast or he needs to do his own podcast or, you know, do a Facebook live as we were talking about earlier, you know, writing a blog and these, these other different things. And so, you know, growing a business and, and uh, making sure, but like, it, it, it's awesome to see all my, you know, my hard work pay off and, uh, you know, having a chance to jump on here with you and, and chat with you and, uh, you know, I've been on other podcasts uh, and, uh, you know, involved in other projects and different things like that. So it's it's been pretty awesome and, and it's paying off. I just need to, you know, stay on the straight and narrow and, and jump back on that horse and, and you know, not be afraid to fail. I think that's what, you know, as dads, um, as, as business people, I think that's, you know, one of our biggest fears is that we need that we can't 
or we, you know, we can't fail. Uh, we have to succeed every single little thing that we're doing. And I would challenge that line of thinking. I think instead of saying we can't fail, I think we need to fail forward. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that when we, when we notice a fail, you know, when I jump on the scale and, and I've, I've gained a little bit to take that as a life lesson, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Edison, then at the light bulb and, you know, he made 9,999 light bulbs before he got, you know, the one right that we use today. Right. And, uh, so, you know, as dads, as business people, you know, we need to, uh, you know, keep this idea, this, this ideology in mind that we need to, instead of, you know, we can't fail. We need to look at each one of those as individual little lessons and we need to fail forward Mm. instead of failing backwards and taking steps back. As long as you're taking steps forward, you're still moving in the right direction. You know, if you take a step back and then start going forward, you're still moving in the right direction. You know, we can't allow those little uh, failures and fallbacks and, you know, hurdles. We can't allow those to, uh, to knock us off of our path, knock us off and, and to make us forget about our goals and our dreams. And I think that that's what a lot of people do is, you know, uh, in the United States, at least, you know, every new year's people make new year's resolutions. And when people make those new year's resolutions, it's said that after about a month, everyone's fallen off the bandwagon. You know, they don't have that accountability. They don't have that community band of brothers. You know, you had Justin Bailey on here uh, several days ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin's a, a beast. He's got a mastermind. You know, I love Justin to death. He's got so many awesome things going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having that community, having that band of brothers that can help keep you on that, you know, keep you on the horse, keep you on the ride. Um, that way, when we do fall, when we do fail, when we do screw up, you know, we don't just throw our hands down and say, oh, you know what? You know, I had a piece of pie and that made me gain a couple of pounds. OK, you know what? I'm done. Uh, screw that goal. Instead, we come to our community. We come to our band of brothers and we say, hey, you know what? I've, I, I, I fell down. I messed up. I'm not seeing the results that I want to. And those friends, those, you know, those warriors that we surround ourselves with, the, the band of brothers can then pick us up. They can encourage us. They can build us back up. That way we can keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. And when we push forward, that's when our kids take notice. You know, mm-hmm. I think too many times we we're focused on our kids, seeing our failures, our shortcomings and our hurdles, our struggles. No, they don't just see that. They see us overcoming stuff that puts confidence in them, that builds them up. They builds their self-esteem up. And so, you know, we need to, uh, we need to keep going and, and, you know, surround ourselves with that community, that, that band of brothers. Absolutely, man. Deep stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the kids we're worried about that. They see the failures, but I, and I think, look, it's good that they see the failures, right? It's the same as look, I went to a situation with my youngest one and it was just like, there was no way that I was figuring out how to solve it. So I started real quickly, rapidly make mistakes and find out the right thing. So one of the mistakes was I was, slapping him on the ass because he was hitting kids. Yeah. Show him like, look, you hit a kid, that hurts. And that didn't work, right? So then it's like, look, I'm sorry, daddy messed up. I made a mistake, right? It's okay for them to know that we are human as well, just like them. I mean, I'm not perfect, far from it, right? That's why it's called become a fearless father and not a fearless father. Yep. And that's what we're sharing with our kids as well. So that was very powerful, man. I appreciate you sharing that. Um. So in that regards, man, um, I'm wondering what are, because, no, I had one question too. I almost forgot. It popped in my head. You said you're a stay-at-home dad. Uh, what about your wife? Like, does she have, does she go to work? How is that set up? She does. It, yeah. So my wife is a, a full-time speech and language pathologist. That's, uh, you know, she's full-time speech and language uh, therapy. Uh, so she's a therapist. She currently works in a couple of different nursing homes. Actually, now she only works uh, in one nursing home uh, as we're traveling and and stuff. She works uh, the typical nine to five. She's got a a business that she's looking to uh, to build up where she can help people who are looking and trying to figure out if they their kids or them need a you know speech therapy. Uh, and then we've also got a couple of different uh, business ideas that we're working on together. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, my goal with business is, you know, not only to pay off all the debt, but to bring her home. That way mm-hmm. our kids can have, you know, a full time mom and dad. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that uh, sadly not a lot of kids have. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I guess a good perspective for all the you know, all the dads that are listening. It's like it's not just you know you're at home. You're also taking care of the ten month year old, right? And that's that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work right there. So it's about start crawling and walking, and you know you got to pay constant attention. So yeah, sooner or later she's going to end up being faster than you and and being able to run or at least crawl circles around you. And, Exactly. Yeah, that that becomes fun, but if you know she can latch on to you, not as this you know perfect you know Superman type, but if she can latch on to you as a you know authentic father, uh, an authentic dad mm-hmm. that is always there for her, that does make mistakes, that does apologize to her, you know, as 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 you said, uh, you know, have to apologize to your kids. Don't be scared to do that. Like they take note of that. You know, when they see that then when they get older, you know, they're going to follow suit. Not because mm-hmm. you're a superhero, you're invincible and that you never make mistakes, but because you make mistakes, they know that they're going to be allowed and they're going to be able to fail. They're going to be able to, you know, fall on the playground as, as you said about your son earlier today. And, you know, we need to allow our kids to make those mistakes and, and to fall. And in order for them to do that, they need to be able to see and understand, Hey, you know what? We're human. You know, we make mistakes and we fall as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely well said. Um, I think that's a great moment. We're almost at an hour, so I still want to give you the opportunity, man. I still got questions, and I'm sure that other dads, dadpreneurs that are listening, they got some questions of their own, or maybe they want to go a little bit deeper with you in a discussion about some certain things that you said. Besides, let me see if I can do this again. Show, there you go. So for everybody that was watching, if you're watching until this end, you must have gotten value out of it. So I'm just saying... Go to this link and make sure you at, at least like it and follow it. It's amazing. And, man, if there's a click, then maybe you get lucky and you even are able to join um, the group, right? That's where I'm in as well. I mean, that's where the real magic happens. Um, so, by all means, go click on that uh, to show some love for Matt. It's important. And besides that, man, what, what are great ways to get in contact with you and connect with you, ask you some questions if, if people still have it? Yeah, so you can, uh, there's a number of different ways. You can uh, look for me on Instagram. My Instagram handle, uh, I believe, is Matt Woodrum1315. Uh, that is my Instagram. I'm uh, double checking that real quick. Uh, I, I am on Instagram. It's a great way to, uh, to connect. And that is right. Um, and you know, it's a great way to connect, you know, look me up on Facebook, uh, Matt Woodrum. Um, I I'm definitely on Facebook. Check out, I have a uh, Facebook group called summit of fatherhood, S U M M I T of fatherhood, uh, where I try to drop, uh, some knowledge. I try to go live. I try to challenge, I ask questions and different things like that. Uh, you can also check out my website. My website is www.fatherhood.com. Uh, again, www.fatherhood.com stands for Wrestling with Fatherhood. Uh, mm-hmm. So check that out. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is, uh, again, www.fatherhood.com, not www.fatherhood. Mm-hmm. www.fatherhood stands for Wrestling with Fatherhood. You can check that out. There's contact forms on there. Um yeah, I'd love for for a chance to have a conversation with anyone who's listening and, and see how I can help. Uh, I am currently in the process of launching a couple of different masterminds. Nice. Uh, I have some coaching that I'm doing. I'm a public speaker. I would love to come and, and see how I can serve you at your event. And yeah, I just love uh, serving people and helping them out wherever I can. Beautiful, man. Great. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you very much for being on for an hour and being so open with uh, and forthcoming with all the questions that I've been asking. I know I can be a pain in the ass, but <laughs> I appreciate it. It was wonderful meeting your daughter. It was great to have her on the show as well, playing with your mouth and making sure that it made it extra difficult for you. It was an interview with obstacles. That's what we're going to There you go. Hey, you know what? Uh, become fearless, right? Exactly. Not having that fear of the the kids and stuff, and and man, thank you so much for giving me a chance to come on here and join you, and and uh, hopefully to deliver some value. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. 
All right, everybody else, thank you for being with us. I appreciate you. We will see each other very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you still meeting up with your friends now that you're a father? Kids making you stress out. You got no time for yourself to work out, read, or relax. Can you still remember the time you were hanging out with your friends, feeling energetic, happy, and confident? Spending time together and talking about your life and your crazy dreams. You're feeling alone now, don't you? No one to share your challenges with, and you're just running around from one storm into the next. Well, it's time to change this now. Join me and the Brotherhood of Fearless Fathers to speak on a weekly basis with like-minded dads to crush your challenges, face your fears with determination, be held accountable and regain control of your life. If you want to become the hero your family needs you to be, then go to becomeafearlessfather.com brotherhood. Looking forward to seeing you on one of our next calls.